This is Adventure Seekers Welcome, Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards Tolerated. I'm your host, Rain Law, the author of the Mystic Dreamwalker series. Coming up next is today's quote. Actually, it's an Irish proverb. A good laugh and a long sleep are the best cures in the doctor's book. Now moving on to the mind and body segment, today we're going to talk about some training with the kettlebell. I know. You're surprised. But this isn't just using the kettlebell, doing the regular swings, or utilizing it for the Tetsujin challenge. No, today we're going to talk about another use, one that develops chinna. As most Kempo students and students of Chinese Kung Fu derivative arts, not to mention Chinese martial artists, all know that chinna means seizing control. And seizing control is very important whenever you find yourself in a grasping or clenching range. It also comes in handy if someone throws a punch and you're able to grab a hold of their wrist. Of course, that puts you in the grasping and clenching range, doesn't it? This type of training with the kettlebell fits in perfectly with your iron palm training. And if you're already practicing your iron palm and have gotten past the first level, you already know this, but some of you out there might not yet be privy to this information. So I'm going to describe it for you. And those of you who also are on my Patreon page, you'll be receiving this video in the near future. It's one I plan on doing soon. All right. Most of my older students will recognize this as the cement block drop training. And some of my other students will recognize this as the iron palm bag drop training. It's all the same. It's just different weights. And with the kettlebell, there are certain advantages and benefits, but there's also benefits to doing it the other ways. But I have found over the years that utilizing the kettlebell has more benefits than disadvantages. But it's still up to you, your personal likes and dislikes. You can get the same thing utilizing anything that has similar weight. Although one of the benefits with the kettlebell is there are a lot of various sizes, so you can build up to it. So, in a way, it makes it simpler to learn. A progressive resistance type of exercise, if you will. I suggest, though, that you try this outdoors. And working with the skill two or three times a week should be sufficient. For those of you who are doing the Tetsujin Challenge, you may incorporate this into your 100 swings. It works just as well. But for everybody else who might be doing a maintenance type of program of swinging the kettlebell Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, then I would suggest a Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, or just two of those days for utilizing the chin-a training. To start with, you would take your kettlebell and hold it out about shoulder height. The weight of the kettlebell and the strength of your arm will determine if it is a two-hand or single-hand operation. 
as the kettlebell reaches that shoulder height, drop it, clap your two hands together, and then snatch it before it hits the ground. Repeat it 12 times per hand or 24 times altogether if you're utilizing two hands. Once this becomes easy to do, you can try to incorporate a second and or a third clap before snatching the kettlebell before it hits the ground. If the kettlebell is too heavy for you to hold out at shoulder height, then start with it between your knees, swing it up and flip it in the air and catch it that way. You can even alternate left and right hands with the swing and the flip of the kettlebell catching it. I hope you enjoyed this exercise. It takes both concentration, focusing the mind on what you're doing, and coordination between the hand and eye. It helps both your grip strength and your timing. And now, moving to our art appreciation, I'm going to talk about classic rock. I picked this because I've recently buried my brother, and for his musical selection, family members selected some of his favorite tunes. Well, in my opinion, anytime I turn on a classic rock station, every song out there, I can recall my brother couch dancing or croaking along too. Sofa or couch dancing was almost his entire repertoire for dancing, but he did occasionally croak along out of tune, of course, but one of his favorites and one of my favorites, too, was Leonard Skinner's Simple Man, and this song always reminded me of Perry. Of course, anytime I hear Bob Seger sing about getting the old records off the shelf, and he'll sit and listen to them by himself, that also reminds me of my brother. One of his favorite things to do at 5 o'clock was listen to the 5 o'clock roadblock and try to figure out what tied the five songs together. A few of my students were professional musicians and one band in particular got a chance to open for Bob Seger before and got to hear a lot of stories about him. But my brother always appreciated all of the old-time classic, even one-hit wonder songs and some of the one-hit wonder songs were highly favored by him. But if there was any group that really reminded me of my brother with everything they sang about, it would be ZZ Top. In his youth, he tried to look like the Blues Brothers, but by the time he was in his middle 30s, he started looking more and more like the guys from ZZ Top. Although Perry never played the guitar. He did play the trombone, but you very seldom ever hear that trombone pieces in ZZ Top. But old songs trigger old memories. And I believe it will be impossible for anyone from our family to ever hear a classic rock tune without thinking of Perry. I've never been much for going to concerts, but my brother enjoyed it and his all-time favorite concert had been Sing Santana. And now it's time for a haiku. Kettlebell swinging. Try flipping it in the air. 
always watch your feet. In 1220, after promising to go to the aid of the Fifth Crusade, Frederick II is crowned emperor by the Pope, a perfect example of religion and politics working together. Later, in 1542, Spain makes it illegal to enslave the Native Americans. In 1847, New York opens its first opera house. In 1919, after a labor party gets together, they decide to have a 48-hour work week with eight-hour days. In 1935, Pan Am, I believe some of you out there might remember this airline, they begin their first Trans-Pacific air mail service, and it runs from San Francisco to Manila. I'm wondering if that's where Manila envelopes come from. One year later, in 1936, 1,200 soldiers are killed between the Mongolians and the Japanese while fighting in China. In 1942, Soviet troops completely surround the German Sixth Army in Stalingrad. In 1948, Ho Chi Minh requests admittance into the United Nations for his Democratic Republic of Vietnam. Wonder what went wrong there. In 1963, Lee Harvey Oswald plays his part in the Kennedy assassination. I still remember sitting in front of the TV when that happened and hearing my mother sobbing in the kitchen as she did dishes. While in 1973, in Ireland, Great Britain announces a plan to allow Protestant and Catholics, both moderates, to play a part in the control of Northern Ireland. In 1980, 18 Communist Party secretaries are ousted from 49 provinces in Poland. 1995 featured the first computer-generated full-length movie. I believe it was called Toy Story. And more recently, yeah, I believe it was yesterday, I was told by a relative of Marion Morrison, also known as John Wayne, that in the local Cherry Fork Cemetery, there is a John Wayne Morrison, I believe a great-grandfather, buried there. I wonder if this is where that famous name came from. So if you're ever in Cherry Fork, Ohio, stop in at the old cemetery and take a look around. You'll probably not see any other film stars. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by joining me on Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash Rand Law, with no space between the Rand and the Law. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge of her power. Tokushi Kimpo. You have been listening to Adventure Seekers Welcome, Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards Tolerated. Once again, I am Rand Law, reminding you to follow your dreams.